Hello, welcome to the Birdland Podcast. I am Jeff, and I am here as always with Jordan. Hello. Welcome back, Jordan. You were just in Brazil for a week. I was in Brazil, and uh, it was great. We're gonna do there. we're gonna do things a little different. This is just gonna be forty five minutes of Jordan talking about Brazil. So that was a problem that we noticed, and now is fixed. Yeah, thirty dollar microphone. Do you piece think of that? Crap. Do you think that's what was preventing us from having sponsors? Probably. So Burger Cookies, our telephone is now alive. Well, we haven't given our phone number out, but... 555-BIRD. <laughs> we do have a Twitter account, which we are happy to mention now. Yes. At ListenBirdland. At ListenBirdland. Yes. All one word. Or Twitter.com slash ListenBirdland. Twitter.com double slash... No, one slash. One slash. But at ListenBirdland. At ListenBirdland. And we would really appreciate it if you guys would tweet us. It's Sunday, May 7th. We're one week out from the Ravens draft, which yep. we'll talk about. Orioles, it's been a roller coaster of a week for the Orioles coming off a crazy Yankee series to an even crazier Red Sox series yep. to a not so crazy White Sox series so far. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, are we done with your Brazil talk? Anything else you want to talk about? I don't want to talk about Brazil anymore. Too far away. Yeah. You were gone. I, we couldn't I talk about the draft. I don't think most people who listen to us even know where Brazil is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean I mean to insult all of your intelligence. And then um, and then maybe we'll throw a couple... Uh, we might have a special guest star? Maybe next week. Some, some yeah. people want to talk Rangers yeah. and Caps. I, I don't know about Rangers, but definitely people like hockey. We don't really well, commiserate with those people. We're in the midst people. of the hockey playoffs. People yeah. want to talk about the hockey playoffs. And then uh, maybe some Wizards. We'll see if we have time. Um, so what do you want to start with? Do you want to start Orioles or do you want to start Draft? Uh, let's start uh, Let's start uh, Draft. Okay. It's, I think that's on the top of most people's minds. Well, it's, we're week out, so we're probably the last people to talk about the draft. But, you know, people still are catching up. Yeah. Well, you know, we are here to catch all of the stuff that the professionals if you, leave. If you've been in a bunker or, I guess, in Brazil for the past week and you haven't heard the probably 4,000 other podcasts or uh, draft recaps, we're here to do that for you. You're welcome, America. Yes. We have our own take, though. So, you watched the first round. We did not watch it together. You were downstairs. I was upstairs. But yeah, um, <laughs> I made it sound like we lived together um, in our respective apartments. Yeah, yeah. But what did you think of when the first draft was going down? A lot of quarterbacks got picked, and then all the receivers got picked early. Yeah. What were you thinking? Uh, I mean, to be honest, a few of those receivers were incredible. Uh, but uh, as the draft started unfolding and it was clear that we were going to double down on defense, I, you know, I, got, I have, I have a, a kind of a contrarian opinion, oh. which is that um, I think this draft was an acknowledgement that Joe Flacco is a game manager. Interesting. Why do you think so? I think that they realize they're going to go back to the, the old formula, defense first, hold teams to time of possession, um, get time of possession on the offense. I, I would not be surprised. Uh, you know, we got a road grader on on defense in Siragusa, uh, and uh, I mean on offense, we got a road grader on offense in Siragusa, and this guy Illuminor that we got from uh, Texas A and M, right? Which I just learned is agricultural and mining, agriculture and mining. Yes. Um, but um, uh, it, it looks to me that. That the team is uh, is looking to go strong on defense and then on offense, uh, try and be opportunistic, get so, the speed down the field. So overall, I think when we talked last week, right before in our pre-draft podcast, what was your top uh, position of priority? I thought you it said it was defensive you wanted, line. Was it defensive line or was yeah. it receiver? No, it was defensive line. I thought you wanted one of the receivers in the draft. And I did. You, I did want. So when you saw the first round going down and you saw basically it was five pick, what, nine was a receiver, pick seven was a receiver. Before even the, we got out of the top ten, all three of those top receivers were gone. Yeah. Disappointed? Yeah, it was Corey Davis that I wanted. Guy is, you know, that's the guy that's like uh, Anquan Bolden clone. So he went number five to the Titans. There was really no chance we were going to trade up that far. No, he went number five, but remember, he, he, he leapfrogged Mike Williams. He yep. leapfrogged the entire field. Uh, so the, I guess I guess others saw the same in him that I saw. So you see the, the three receivers go. A lot of quarterbacks get taken. A lot of trading up for quarterbacks. So 
by the time it got to us at 16, and I heard we were trying to trade up a little bit. Maybe I was thinking it was probably for one of those pass rushers, Hassan Reddick, Derek Barnett, that went 13, 14 in the draft. Um, it gets to 16. How are you feeling about kind of our options at that point? Uh, I, I mean, at that point, it was obvious that we were going to have to go defense. So at that point, you were really between Jonathan Allen, who's a beast monster, um, and um, I, you know, at that there was also OJ Howard on the board. Remember, There's a, there was our pick of Alabama players essentially. Which no, is, no, like, you, you like had Ozzie's your pick dream. of Alabama players. I mean, but if if, if, if you've seen Allen, highlights of OJ Howard, there was Howard. There was a lot. There had been a lot of talk about Reuben Foster actually to us, who didn't go until way late in the draft. Yeah, Reuben Foster, who's a maniac. Instead, we went with a person that I hadn't seen in any mock drafts for us, but is a position of need, and I totally get yeah, it with Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a bit of a reach, to be honest. Yeah, but could we have traded back. But you think? I think we, we we maybe could have traded back. I think what would have been interesting is. The Texans traded with the Browns at number 25 yep. to uh, get um, Jabril Peppers. Well, they, yeah, the Browns got But it's obvious back, yeah. the, Texans, the Texans were in the market there. And that you maybe, you maybe could have traded. The 25 and 26 picks were each traded. There was, was a quarterback well, the, no, the taken. The Texans in, traded up ahead of us. There they was traded a cor- to 12 for Deshaun Watson. Yes. Sorry, the Browns traded with the Texans. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Falcons traded with the Seahawks at tw- uh, from uh, and swapped the twenty six pick. It's obvious that and and uh, and uh, and there's another one which is the Bills and the Chiefs at twenty seven. They put they took to Dravius White at corner. Yep. But it's obvious that we probably could have traded if we wanted if we really thought Marlon Humphrey was our guy. Probably could have traded back at least to twenty six or twenty seven. You think he would have been available there. Possibly, I think you, well, you would have been battling is... for him. How much was the difference between how they felt about Humphrey versus like the next three corners? Because there was a bit of a run on corners. You had yeah. the Titans took a corner, Adoree Jackson at 18. Then there was another corner, Conley to the Radars at 24. Another one to the Bills at 27. Yeah, and then I, the second you know round what? I think, I think you put it that way. Too. We opened the floodgates on the corners. We got our pick of the corners. And if we thought he was much better than the other ones, you take him there. If not, if yeah. you're okay with the Jackson... Tredavious White, then sure, trade back. And but here's the other question. Second. Do you take O.J. Howard here? Because if you watch the highlights on O.J. Howard, the guy is a, he's beast. He's a, he's a beastly talent. So, I mean, a Gronkowski-level talent. What are we going to do with the other five tight ends in our roster? We're already overloaded at tight ends. So you're going to you, you dra- you draft him. So then you, you go back to my original argument. You draft him, you basically cut Pitta tomorrow. Because we mm-hmm. definitely don't need Pitta. Trade him. We cut uh, to the two young guys who we've been playing at. I don't think you cut Pitta. I think you can get a trade for him. I think you can probably get You're definitely not a fourth a round pick. What was, what's the name of the, the tight end we drafted like two years ago in the second round that's been a, a disappointment? Max Williams. Max Williams. Yeah. I mean, you're, he's, you're basically saying Max, he's, a, he's a bust. He's a bust. I think he's, still he's a bust. I think he's still got potential. He has potential. But anyway... <clears throat> this goes back to the, my original argument, which is Flacco was a game manager, mm-hmm. right? So if Flacco was a game manager, do you build the pieces around Flacco or do you, do you build the pieces around an already strong secondary? Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're saying yeah. basically so we're go only ever going to get in. so good on offense. Yeah, so become the best secondary in the NFL. And that's what they're looking for here. Well, They're then, looking for a pass rush and they're looking for lockdown corners. So then you get to the second round. In the second round, we went defense again with Tyus Bowser. Great mm-hmm. name, by the way. Guys, are great. Can you can you imagine the number of Bowser jerseys? A Bowser jersey. They're going to pop up. We haven't up. talked about jerseys in a while. I'm in the market for a new jersey. Yeah, maybe do a Bowser with a little a like Bowser green jersey would be. But fun. you got to do. We don't got to do the good, Bowser. It would be fun. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't see myself getting a Humphrey jersey. Let's wait. Till he's, let's wait till he's a starter at least. No, but but uh, but Bowser looks good. A lot of people said Bowser, and and I'm no draft expert, but a, a lot of people said Bowser could have been a a first round pick. And if you look at the way the guy is built, he's built like a like a thoroughbred horse. It's it's actually the problem when, with from jersey sales. If you don't have any, if you don't have any playmakers, if you don't draft playmakers or exciting players, it's really hard to know what jerseys to buy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we don't have we don't have the star running back. We don't have the star receiver. So, you know, from a Jersey perspective, well, we're, we're going back to we're going back to the good old days on defense. So that makes me pretty happy. I I, I find it about Jersey right now. It's probably going to be C.J. Mosley. Just our mm-hmm. anchor. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest star on the defense on this team in the next five years probably comes from this draft. Hmm. Well, let's keep going. So, you, so we went defense, defense, defense with our next three picks all day two, which we did watch together, actually. Yep. Um, so we went Tyus Bowser. Then in the third round, we had two picks because we did that uh, trade with the Eagles. And we picked, um, who did we pick? Tim Williams with the second one of them and Chris Wormley from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Wormley. Wormley is another good uh, name. Wormley's another good guy, good name. Uh, Wormley played for Harbaugh's brother, Jim, yes. in Michigan. So he had some inside information on Wormley. Question is, is Wormley, is Wormley a, a, the player that we think was going to be? Remember, we drafted Brent Urban and Bronson Calfusia in that same role. Yep. And Lawrence Guy, who we just got, who we who just left, yeah. went to the New England Patriots. We got a lot of depth now. Uh, so probably Wormley probably slots in Lawrence Guy's position. Uh, but uh, I'm seeing really good things about Wormley. Supposedly a pro's pro, really professional. Yeah, really Plays solid. A pro, played a pro defense. Played Michigan. a pro defense. You get the Harbaugh connection. He's probably telling us you got to get this guy, and. Overall, our defense, I mean, and Tim Williams, by the way, is supposed to be just a flat-out pass-rushing machine. Have you seen the highlights? No. Tim Williams? I have not. Uh, we need to watch highlights later. This Tim Williams is a slasher. He reminds me of an old Michael McCrary. Hmm. Gets down on his, you know, gets nice knocked comparison. down to his knees, crawls after the guy's legs, takes, takes him down. He does anything to get to the quarterback. So there's some people that say that that uh, Tim Williams is the best pass rusher outside of Miles Garrett. I've might heard be that true as well. It might be true. So I remember I think, we also have Zadarius Smith and Matt Judon on the roster. Because that was actually my number one need for us is pass rusher. I was hoping to go pass rusher right. in the first round, then receiver in we the have, second round. You have Suggs, who's 35 years old this year. Mm-hmm. You just got rid of Elvis, Elvis Dumerville. That's true. You have young guys, Zadarius Smith and Matthew Judon. You have Brandon Williams in the middle. Then you've got a guy like Tim Williams that you put on the outside, and you got a guy like Humphrey who can play up at the line. So you're at end. You've got hard hitting safeties now. So theoretically, you can stack the box with eight or nine guys in the box. And by the way, our defense was pretty good last year. Well, now it's going to be better. I, this, I was a, this was a this was a killer our, first three rounds. So what for overall what overall grade would you give this draft for for Baltimore? I would say with the I would say A minus. You I know wanted a receiver at some point. I, I know, do, but I, heard, I have I, I have a new the, theory I heard on the receiver. name Juju come out of your mouth about forty five times as we were watching the have second. Have you seen round. Juju play? He looks great. And and of course Steelers he went to, he went to Pittsburgh, which is I don't know exactly know where he's gonna play there, and he's not their number one. He's yeah. not their number two. He's the number three guy you draft in the second round a little yeah. bit early, it seems. But you know, it's Pittsburgh, and it's disappointing. I don't want to go against this guy for the next five years plus. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have an intriguing question for you. If you can get him, and if the Jets let him go, would you take Eric Decker if they were to let him go? So we, I think receivers still a need for us. There's a couple guys out there on the free agent market. No, but Eric Decker's not would a free you, agent. He's I, the, the well, rumor so I'm saying, is. Would you rather go free agent? Would you rather? T- would you rather just pick up Anquan Bolden? El Anquan was the name, the obvious name that comes to mind. If if you're so upset about Juju, you can basically get the 15 year older version of him in Anquan Bolden. Obviously, already got the connection with Flacco. Trust him. Knows mm-hmm. how he plays. Bolden actually secretly had an okay year last year in uh, Detroit. I like Bolden. He's cheap. But I still think. That if you have the opportunity, at this point, you'd go Decker. No, take both. Bolden, Bolden, you can get Bolden at a decent price. If you take Bolden, though, you have to. The question is, do you let go of Ben Watson? Well, he hasn't done anything for us, but I think they like him in the locker room. It'd be kind of, I mean, pretty bad if we signed him. You know, a year ago, didn't play at all last year, got injured, we support him, and then we let him go. 
Here, here are so I lo- I actually love Decker. If I mean, if we can get him for what if you a could, six, but if you could have pick, if the Jets if, are just trying to if you could some have salary, if you could have Decker and Bolden, and you have to let go of Watson in order to make it happen. See, I don't think you do Decker and Bolden. I think mm-hmm. you get one free agent receiver, you pair them with a yeah. couple young guys who I still think have potential. And there's Chris Moore, who we drafted in the last round in last year, hmm. who's speedy guy, didn't seem to be able to catch the ball at all. There's Campanero, who I've always loved and gets injured a lot, but went to my high school, by the way. We we know how to use him well. He could be kind of a great slot guy for us. And honestly, I still like Perriman. I think Perriman has a chance to be good with Mike Wallace. Well, Perriman, Perriman's gonna Mike be number Wall- one receiver Mike this Wallace, year. Mike Wallace, Perriman, if he can stay healthy. Campanero, if he can stay healthy. I have to say the words if he can stay healthy for, for pretty much all these guys. You know, you can see this offense being okay. Let's let's list the... Um... But you, you need some depth. And Decker would be fine depth. But I don't think you need to go there. I think Bolden would be good. Here's some other free agents. Let, let's list the receivers that we currently have on the roster right now. Okay. Quincy Adeboyajo, who we just drafted. Free agent. Free agent. Sorry. Yeah. Free undrafted free agent. Kenny we got, Bell. We got, we got like eight undrafted free agents. CJ agent. Board from Tennessee Chattanooga. Chris Matthews, who we brought back apparently. Okay. Vince Mail. Uh, signed Ooh. him to a reserve futures contract. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not Chris Moore. Tim Patrick. Chris Moore, I saw get open that 10 times last year when he was playing, and I think dropped nine of those balls. Right. Uh, technically, Chris Moore still listed as a rookie, which is interesting because I guess oh. to be a rookie, I, I guess to get out of rookie, you have to play a certain number of games. Uh, Brashad Perriman, who's listed as a second-year guy. Well, this just hasn't updated for this year. Mike Wallace, Tim White, oh, Mike unless, Campanero, unless and Keenan Reynolds. Yeah, I was going to talk about Keenan Reynolds. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's a scenario you can see that if they're just like, we trust our drafting process we trust our scouting process that all these guys, mm-hmm. we gave them a little bit of a redshirt year. <laughs> Obviously, Perriman's gotten a couple redshirt years at this point. But if you like the people that you, you, you've had in the past, maybe you don't need anybody. So Keenan Reynolds, 5'10", 190. He's got the build of a... a He's our kick returner, I think, yeah. this year. I yeah. think he makes a team as kick returner, punt returner. At least punt returner. Maybe not kick returner. I think Chris Moore can be a kick returner. Um... We don't have a, we really don't have a guy other than Mike see. Wallace. No, nobody over over twenty seven. Mike Wallace is thirty years old. Other than that, we have young receivers. So Decker, would, Decker would make some sense actually. I, I think now that we went through the roster, Bolden I, I think is actually likely. I think they will sign Bolden in the next two weeks. Your Here's number one and number two receivers are Perriman and Wallace. The the other three your number three slot guys Campanero as of now. Thoughts on Victor Cruz. Don't done. want him. Done? No. Michael Floyd, Cardinals, Patriots. Uh, Don't want him. Hasn't produced. Andrew Hawkins. I had him on my fantasy for a team. while. Hawkins is a, he's is a gadget guy. guy. Yeah, we he's, kind of have that. But no, we do. We have Danny Woodhead. So you don't take yeah. Hawkins. Because Woodhead. And Arrow is the same. And Yeah. All right. So there's no one, no one else really out there. The Decker trade is pretty interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that or heard about that, but I, I like so, that. So let's get back to the draft because uh, I like these offensive linemen. Did you feel like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland did anything that changes your viewpoint on them for this year? Well, Pittsburgh drafted yet another strong defensive draft. Yep. Um, they were able to pick TJ up Watt. Yep, TJ Watt in the first round. If you believe the name, he's going to be a good player. Uh, the Also the fact they got my boy Juju. Cincinnati went big names here. They went John Ross, the super speedy guy, early. And Mixon. And Joe Mixon. Who's a dirtbag. Yeah, and so Cincinnati is fine with that. And I, I don't see exactly why they need another running back. I mean, they have they already had two running backs. No, they don't need another running back. But Joe but Mixon is their offense, legitimately physically and their talented. Offense was bad. Their offense was not that good last year, and could be pretty interesting this year. Well, yeah. you don't know, and we play them week one. John Ross. So, so John Ross is exactly the reason why you draft a Marlon Humphrey in the first round. Yeah, I because agree with that. you need you need somebody to cover guys who are going to be physical freaks like John Ross is. But again, it goes back to the question. 
are we the kind of team that goes into this season with the expectation that we get three and outs and we run the ball? And we get short passing, like, you know, do we go to a Patriots-like offense? Are you- short passing, you got Danny Woodhead, you get Danny Woodhead coming out of the backfield, you get guys like Brashad Perryman to take the top off the defense, uh, and you've got now two strong tight ends who can play possession. So you get three to, to four year, three to four yards per average play, and then you get a bunch of 30-yard pops, and that's how you play the game. Right, and then on defense, you go for shutdown. Cleveland do anything to scare you? They got Miles Garrett, phenomenal pass rusher. They got Peppers, who's kind of an interesting player. Remains to be seen. No quarterback still. Yeah, remains to be seen with Cleveland because they've had now three years of drafts like this. <laughs> I don't think it remains to be seen. I think there's nothing to be seen. Cleveland get a quarterback. But they come, have some come back strong to players. And yeah, they, and they you need a quarterback. They came close to beating us last year. Why would they not draft Deshaun Watson? I'm sorry, but you got number one overall. I I understand that Deshaun Watson ended up going number twelve to the Texans. People love this Cleveland draft, but come come back, wake me up when you get a quarterback. Yeah, I think you get I think you get Deshaun Watson, who's a leader, who's a guy who sells jerseys, and will fight his ass off for you. You know what Pittsburgh did that I thought was interesting? Huh? They picked up a quarterback, number thirty five, one thirty five overall, Josh Dobbs. I don't know. Are you, you surprised? Well, Roethlisberger misses three or four games. a But year. Roethlisberger already said that he's on a year to year contract. At he this misses point. three to four games a year. He's injured all the time. I'm not going to be sad when he hangs it up. No, no, the world's ugliest dude. He's really <laughs> very ugly. And he's, with he's that, hard to look at. With that, let's talk about the words. Wait, we haven't talked about the offensive line yet. Oh, One yes. other thing I want to talk about here. right? So in the fourth and the fifth rounds, we picked up Nico Siragusa of the Siragusa family. Not of once the removed, family. Once removed. Maybe distant Ten cousin. Removed. A distant cousin? Super distant? They do call him Goose, though, which makes me very happy. And, and we will, too. And we will, too. And the Jermaine Ulamunor from Texas Agriculture and Mining. So let's, let's start with Siragusa. Do you think he was more on the agriculture side or more on the mining side? Um, he's an offensive lineman, so he's definitely on the mining side. <laughs> right. Uh, so Nico Siragusa, guard San Diego State, blocked for Donnell Pumphrey, who was the top running back in the NCAA last year. Actually, all time. All time. And if you watch the, uh, the highlights for Nico Siragusa, the guy looks like a block. He looks square. Mm. He actually looks like a square human. It's very strange. Um, a, little bit, a, a little bit how another Saragusa looked like for us. That's a great build for, for a guard. Do you, do you think he plays this year? Yes. And I think he position? starts. What position? Guard. Okay. I think he starts at right guard. So, well, obviously, Yonda then would be Then moves Alex guard. Lewis to left guard. Well, what about Yonda? Sorry, Yonda plays right guard. Alex Lewis, Alex Lewis played... Sorry. Siragusa will play left guard. Alex Lewis plays right guard. And in, in uh, at San Diego State, Siragusa played left guard. Lewis moves to right tackle. Right tackle? Yeah. So our line is done then. Well, who yeah. plays center? We don't have a center. Our center is not on the <laughs> roster. Do you think our starting center is not on the roster? I don't think our starting center is on the roster. Or do you think we play a new brand of football that's no. centerless football? No, I think we take the Nick quarterback Mangold. is also the center and just takes it to himself and just drops back. Mangold's the guy. Well, that would be another one that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. I think you take Mangold at center, you squeeze three years out of him. We're not squeezing three years out of him. Two years. Mangold for a year, we figure out if Urschel can play, and... No, you draft a center. Next year, you draft a center. If you can get a center in the third round, he should be very good. So Urschel doesn't play this year. Oh, Urschel's a backup. And the other lineman that I'm not going to even try and pronounce his name, Uli Uminor. Uli Uminor. Uh, I heard he's a development guy. He said he develops. And they, and they a year. say he's he's British, came from London. Uh, he won the hot chicken eating contest at the Music City Bowl. Uh, you showed up with a lot of facts today, Jordan. I'm very impressed. Yes, that flight I, to Brazil and back. You really yeah. got some research done. And he has he has some agility. Apparently, he um, was the fastest lateral mover at the combine. So, what are our biggest positions of need? Now that we are done with the draft, I guess we kind of talked about. Well, receiver. we still we still have receiver. We talked about. We center. have center. Anything else you you think we're we're really? We have we have we have young athletic running backs. I still like Terrence West. So I still like. Were Kenneth you surprised Dixon. they didn't pick a running back? No, because I think that we have 
enough of a running game with those two guys, plus um, Buck Allen, plus no, forget Buck Lorenzo Taliaferro. Yeah, we we have we have some strong depth. Woodhead, we have Kenneth Dixon, Kenneth Dixon. This guy Stephen Houston also don't don't and, sleep on him. And I actually think Woodhead could carry the ball for us. Woodhead won't carry the ball. I think Woodhead can carry the ball ten times a game. Yes, he he could carry the ball every now and then, but I don't believe you're looking at a at, at Woodhead playing a, a ball carrying role. I think Woodhead is going to play a slot receiver. Hmm. Um, so he's always a misnomer at running back, um, but. We need a guy like Woodhead because then he can play a Tom Brady-like offense, which I think is what they're looking to do. I agree with that. They're looking to do a dink and dunk offense with run after the catch. It's what they were looking to do last year, but there was no run after the catch. It was dink, get tackled, dink, get tackled. Third and five, you try and throw it across the middle of the tight end. It gets blocked down and you're fine. So I have have one other question for you, which is I'm looking at the roster right now. Who do you think is our oldest player at this moment? Suggs? Nope. Um, Sam Cook. Really? Sam Cook at 34 years old is the oldest player on the roster. So the interesting thing is Sam Cook is probably one of the best punters in football history. If you if you look at the stats, listen to the way the guy has figured out how to put spin on the ball. He basically kicks a punt knuckleball. How old does Sam Cook play until? How, how can you? How old can? Uh, what's the oldest punter in leagues? I think over 40. forty. I think, I think Sam Cook's got. It. I think Sam Cook's got a good six years left. I don't. I, I did notice he was not kicking it as long in last year as he had before. Yeah. And some of his kind of, you know, clock and corner kicks were not as good as they used to be. But boy, that guy can put some spin on the ball where it'll drop at the two yard line and it'll bounce in the air. And it doesn't do it as much as he used to, but. I still think when he when he nails that, it is a thing of beauty. By the way, Ben Watson, thirty six years old. You're right. Ben Watson's the oldest player on the on the team, but Ben Watson. You don't think Ben Watson's gonna? End no, up Ben Watson is like a physical freak. So I think this is Ben Watson's last year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Particularly after he came back from that injury, we'll see. Let's see how he. Let's see how he. I don't this. know if Ben Watson makes it onto this roster. We have a lot of tight ends. I, I don't know how this. Max William, twenty three years old, thirteen years the junior to Ben Watson. Okay, so that I think that pretty much wraps up the draft. The the, the other players who were drafted, uh, or the last player who was drafted, Chuck Clark, safety out of Virginia Tech, development guy. Probably ends up on IR. Um, value, value. Because um, apparently Mel Kuyper had him at number 57 overall. We drafted see, him number 186. I don't see him seeing the field. I, we got two, two great, unless we have an injury, we got two great safeties. We got Webb backing them up. Um I, he's probably IR, and you know, I don't know if he plays a stronger free no, safety. I don't four. really even know if we totally define strong and free safety. He's anymore. number four behind Tony Jefferson, Eric Weddle, and Anthony Levine. He's a he's a special team. What about guy. Webb? Webb plays the other safety. Well, that's a good it's a good call to see whether he can be a special teams guy. I don't know that either. He's definitely that he's a special teams guy. He has to be. So anyway, I mean, either either he's a special teams guy or he's off the team. Um, and next time we can talk about the undrafted. Yeah, we'll talk about the undrafted guys next time and about like the 10 receivers they they signed. We'll talk about who we think may not make the team. I think that's probably a little bit more in-depth conversation that we should we should get to. Some surprises of who's going to get cut, surprises of who's going to make the team. Um, but I think we got to move on to the Orioles. But first, should we take a get a word from our sponsors? Yeah. All right, word's done. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> Next time, sponsors, call us or don't call us if we still haven't given any phone numbers out. Burger cookies. What is the uh, Twitter uh, handle again? Listen Birdland. At Listen Birdland. At Listen Birdland. No underscores. I would like to see you tweet to at Listen Birdland. All right, so let's give some tweets. Listeners out there, we'll take some questions. Mm. Mailbag version of the, the podcast maybe coming up. I like mailbag. We're coming into a bit of a lull. A lot we, of we would talks, really though. like to get some mail. We love mail. You can send us snail mail. Send us Twitters. Do we have an email? I like getting checks in the mail. Do we have a Gmail account or anything like that? An AOL? Uh, no. No, no. no emails. No. Do not email. Listen, Birdland. Tweet us. Tweet We're us. We're very private people. Tweet us. Follow us. We'll start posting. If 10 people tweet us this week... I will post a video of myself singing karaoke in Brazil. All right. That's, I'll 
Can I, can I just get 10 people I know to do it? Yeah, of course. No, I need 10 real people. Okay. So now we switch over to the Orioles. It's been a pretty exciting week or so. We had what I would call a pretty disastrous Yankee series. Mm-hmm. We had the craziest Red Sox series. Well, disastrous because the relief pitching totally killed us. Same night as that pretty interesting first round, or was it the second round? Same night as the second round, we were up 9-1, to one, then 11-4 to four against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Blew it. Blew, blew it. Blew it twice. Brad Brock... The first of two blown saves. What the hell happened to Brad series. Rock? Because he was pitching so well. And he's been, he's, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure on him to take, um, to take a, the spot of the closer kind of out of nowhere. He thought he, you know, you thought he would kind of, um. But I don't think Britain's coming back anytime soon. Well, Brit, yeah, he came back for a day. And then he had more swelling. Realized he came back too soon. Brad Rock was you know, unhittable for the first month of the year and now is kind of kind of where he's been at historically, which is a good pitcher, but you can hit off of him. Yeah. And th- I think the bigger problem is Darren O'Day, who did have a save yesterday, um, has also been getting hit this year. Our, our bullpen has not been that good. Donnie Hart, no. the average. No. Givens, Givens I, I still like. I think Givens so is now, actually maybe So now with Tillman better. coming back, do you move Ubaldo into the bullpen? Yeah, I think Ubaldo's done with as a starter. I don't think because that was the other Yankees game that he, or was it the Red Sox game that he just he was terrible that game. Yeah, um, but I think Donnie Hart versus uh, Ubaldo. I think you put it. No, Ubaldo can come in and be our long reliever, um, and then uh, and then you know the rest of the bullpens I guess is in place. Um, By the way, Tillman pitching today against the White Sox. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, that's so. Let's talk starters, because I've been pretty happy with our starters overall, except for Ubaldo, Gosman. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I think he's just he's trying. He's a young pitcher still, who's trying to figure it out. Yeah. No, Go- Gosman will be fine. He he usually has a slow start. Actually, this is this is not surprising. I think we've got enough good pitching and enough of a lineup to sustain Gaussman's ups and downs. Bundy's been fantastic. He still gets hit a little bit, but he's... Bundy. Bundy's got six quality starts, number one, Bundy. Number two, if you look at any Cy Young uh, tracking website right now, they have Bundy as arguably the number two Cy Young candidate right now. It's early. Wade Miley? Got hit twice yesterday in the the arm while pitching. Yeah. Came out, or was this Friday? I think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Came out. Genoa, Genoa, this guy I never Genoa, heard of. I know. turned it on. I was shocked to see him in there. Yeah. Looked good. Yeah. I like him. He had, score, he had a scoreless game. Scoreless game. I, I like hope, this I Genoa. Hope, I hope you're okay. I haven't heard the news on Miley. I think, I think he's okay. I think he's fine. I think it's just a... It's a Contusion. And, if, and if Tillman comes back and looks like his old self, well, Tillman's back. Tillman's back. I, we're 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 way early for reporting on Tillman's status, but so far in the first inning, he's pitching a no hitter. I, <laughs> Alec Asher, I still like. Yeah. He came in for a game or two. He pitched in some bullpen. He pitched as a starter. He's kind of flexible. Genoa, I think we sent him down, but he'll be back up. I think. Um, after proving himself, we we got some some options there. Their their pitching coach is doing a great job. This is year. Genoa a salami? <laughs> Genoa is a type of salami. It is a type this, of salami, and it that also is a is... different spelling. This this one has less vowels. Yes, it's just your pronunciation makes him sound like a salami. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think he was with the Mets. I, I yeah, you know up. what's interesting is the way that Buck plays this lineup up and down and up and down. You know, is not even on the active roster right now. I think that he's done a great job with the lineup. I think I'd like to see a little bit less JJ Hardy if we can find somebody else to bat for him. Yeah, so that that begs the question that we were talking about earlier. If you can muster the capital to sign Manny Machado, does Manny Machado become your shortstop of the future? And then forget it, JJ Hardy. He's yeah, a, we he's don't done. have a third baseman either. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. No, I we, we have Ryan enough. Fla- I don't want to see Ryan Flaherty play any more than he does. It's going to be Flaherty at third base, so, uh, or you're going to sign somebody. Or you're going to bring someone up. Um, 
J.J. I, I, Hardy, I, I, he, he, by all accounts, great guy, but boy, he just can't hit the ball. He's not seeing the ball well. He's doing a lot. He's doing way more swing and misses than he usually does. Still has no power, even when he gets good contact. Generally, it's fly out. Um, but everybody else, honestly, I've been happy with. Seth Smith, very mm. happy with. Seth Smith. Adam Jones looks good as always. I think they should play Kim more. I think he doesn't get enough um, at-bats because he's just an on-base machine. Mancini, we've talked about in the past. He slumped for a bit. Looks great now. If just only Kim could play shortstop. Every t- if only anyone could play shortstop. Only Mancini <laughs> could play shortstop. I love, I love any of these guys. Ricard, fine. Happy with Ricard. Um, and Trumbo. We are carrying gonna... a lot of pitchers right now. It's very interesting. Buck is balancing this lineup in a crazy way. We only have five infielders. You know that? Yeah. We have four starters and we have one utility guy. Utility guy is Flaherty. We have three starting outfielders and two utility guys, Kim and Ricard. We have Seth Smith, Jones, uh, and uh, generally Trumbo, uh, who plays outfield. Yeah. Actually, Trumbo is listed as a DH. Yeah, he's been mixing uh, it up a little bit. But Gentry, Kim, and Ricard uh, that are rotating in and out. Uh, and yeah, then, a and then a, a bevy of pitchers. A lot of pitchers. You know who I've been happy for who? the last few games, and I was ha- not happy to see him have to play every day? Caleb Joseph. Oh, yeah. He Look, he's, he's not a good player, Poor but Caleb. he's been hitting timely. He got incredibly unlucky last year, and now seems to be getting more lucky. He's getting some sneaky hits. He's getting he's getting some power involved. Um, we're, we're missing Wellington at yes, the moment. We are missing Wellington. We need him. We need him back. Um, get healthy soon. Uh, pitching needs to get healthy. Um, but, I, you know, I think they're going to be in it. So let's talk about this Red Sox series. Yeah. So what are your thoughts generally about this whole baseball players throwing at each other thing? I kind of like it. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it adds drama. Do you think it's because generally in every other sport you have physical contact? Mm-hmm. Basketball, it's, they call it a foul, but at least you get to touch each other. Yeah. In hockey, you literally see fights. Yeah. In football, of course, there's tackling. In baseball, it's a no-touching game. Yeah, I like touching games. I like to see guys get hit. Yeah, baseball would be so much better if we would just add some violence. I actually kind of agree with that. I thought this the, this Red Sox series was the most exciting thing in baseball this whole season. I agree. It's like it's like roller derby. You want to see actually two teams that actually dislike each other and actually playing like teams. Yeah, like Steelers-Ravens. You want a good rivalry. A good rivalry contains violence. And Machado was great in that series, too. They would boo him, and he would just go up and hit home runs. And then they booed him some more, and I enjoyed it. It was a good series. It was a good series. I think we, we, we split them two and two. Um, and then the White Sox came out and won the first two games. Tillman on the mound today, looking good so far. I think it's going to be a good year. Tillman, Tillman. If Tillman could be a strong number two to Bundy... That makes all the difference because we didn't have that last year. So, anything else you want to talk about with the Orioles? Hmm. I would say the other thing I want to talk about is the resurgence of the bats. Or lack of catchers. What do you think? <laughs> Which of those two things do you want to talk about? I think we need catchers. I think that's a big problem. Well, Wellington. We're down to, we're down to how, Mr. Caleb Joseph. Is, how, how long is Wellington Castillo out for? I think another four days. So, so that'll be fine. You think we can survive? We've survived so far. In fact, we've been really good. The hitting's been back since he's been gone. Now, I think he's he's a good player. Yeah, Caleb Joseph actually needed a little bit of confidence. I think putting him in the game helped. But you know what's exciting this week? I was just reading about this. What? The return of Matt Wieters to Baltimore. Matt Wieters. Nationals coming the to The worst player ever. No. I did not like Matt Wieters. It did seem like every hit he had, every good hit he had was in a non-important situation. We'd be up yeah. by eight, and he would hit a home run. Yeah. If we were down by one, nothing. Ground out. I, I, I'm trying to think, like, what I would compare Matt Wieters to. Matt, yeah, non-clutch. Matt Wieters is completely not... Matt Wieters is the kind of guy you would bring up when you had the bases loaded and you wanted to strike out. I don't think he's having a great year for the Nationals either. No, because he sucks. He's been fine. I just don't think he's been anything better than he was in Baltimore. It depends how you consider fine. I think fine is all relative. He's he's not he's not fine. He's I think he sucks. But I I am very much looking forward 
to him to come into Baltimore so we can beat him and show him how much better of a catcher Wellington Castillo is. I agree. That'd I be, guess I'm really angry yeah, at Matt Wieters. You seem a little angry about it. I have anger for Matt Wieters. It's very well, strange. Well, he was so promising in the minors, and it was disappointing. And I think he could have put us over the top. Had he been really good with the rest of the lineup that we've had the last few years, yeah. it could have been great. True. Now, we got this. Uh, we have a, a guy in the minors that's supposed to be uh, the next catcher. A catcher? Yeah, Chance Sisko, I believe his name Chance is. Chance Sisko. I'm not 100% on that. Related then, to the food delivery well, family? Well, uh, no, I think it's spelled differently. Okay. But or related should... to Bum 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 Bum. Oh. The Bum Bum song. The, no, thong song. Thong song. The Thong song. <laughs> you know <laughs> who sang the Bum Bum song? I don't know the Bum Bum song. Is the, the baby Bum thing? The Bum Bum song was... Um, something you do with your, your no, child? No, Green. What's his name? CeeLo. No. Green. The, the comedian. My bum is on the rail. My bum is on the rail. <laughs> I haven't thought about that song in a long time. Yes. Tom Green. Tom Green. Yes. Yeah, Canadian. And you know what else? I, I while we're on the subject of Tom Green, um, I recently <laughs> I didn't know, but first no, of all, I are we on the subject of Tom. Green? We are on the subject of Tom Green now. I recently got back into Ali G. Really? Yeah. I watched um, com- the going back and watching the old HBO show. Yeah, I watched the technology um, interview. I actually used it as the opening to my um, workshop. In Brazil, hmm. technology. I don't think I've seen that. Do you know that nine 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 times nine 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 eight nine 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 is a problem that a computer can do? That's technology. That's technology. Okay. <laughs> I'm incredibly lost. And I also happened to watch. Um, Ali G's um, commencement speech at Harvard University, which was just as funny. I'm just hoping we can get through the rest of this podcast without you doing a Borat impression. I don't. don't. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I know about you're thinking do about doing it, and I don't want to hear it. No. I don't want to hear it. Um, did you ever see the Dictator movie? No. Neither did I. didn't really want to. Um... I thought it would have been pretty funny. So we did though. the draft. We did Orioles. I know you're not watching. It's, it, we're 20 and 10 now. Uh, I, know, so, I know you're not watching, but yeah. the, Wizards. the Wizards look like they can win this Boston series. Yeah. So they were up in the first two games huge. Then they kind of blew it. But Wall is incredible. Beal is a good player. I hadn't watched a ton of Beal. He's, really, he's gotten a lot better the last couple of years. They don't have a good bench. They got some good big men, and I don't. I think Boston's a little overrated. So the truth is, I'm. I'm not. I am not watching that much of the Washington. Now they're going to get. They're going to get killed by the Cavs. Have you ever played with John Wall in NBA 2K17? No, I've never played NBA 2K. He's really fast. I bet so he's I fun imagine to play with. that that the team is facing all the same issues with John Wall being extremely fast. He's he's the blur. I mean, you just. Gets the one side of the court to the other in, in a second. And yeah. No one knows what they're doing. Now, it's not often you get a lot of speed in basketball. They're not gonna. They're not gonna beat the Cavs. Maybe. But not. I think they could make it interesting. They could I think, beat the Cavs if, if if LeBron sits. But out. I'm glad for DC. I think that DC deserves a good team. Uh, what I'm impressed with is that if you look up and down, DC and Baltimore together, the DC Baltimore metro area, probably contains amongst. The best sports uh, uh, in in the country right now. And if you go across, the Nationals are the best team in the NL. Orioles are the best team in the AL. You have the Capitals who are playing well. You have, uh, and then you have the Wizards with John Wall playing like, you know, the Flash. And it's pretty impressive because I remember the years when Baltimore Washington sports just sucked. Yeah, it was a disaster. I would, yeah. add, I would add Maryland basketball to that. Who no, another had a good wait, one, one other question for you. Are we supposed to hate Washington? I think we're supposed to hate them for some things, but not everything. I, I like the Wizards because they were in Baltimore for, I guess, a brief period of time. I'm not sure if we yes. were alive then. But Baltimore Bullets. Sure. Um, I just think they're kind of a fun team. I've always liked the Wizards. Yeah, I haven't. Remember when Jordan I came back their for uniform. a few years? Their yeah. Are, their I actually, okay. funny story, I interned for David Falk. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you ever knew that. That wasn't really a funny story. No, a funny story. So I took, um, I used to, my job as an intern was to take Michael Jordan's um, 
endorsement checks and hand deliver them to his hotel room. <laughs> really? Yeah, this is back in the day when there were checks. What hotel was he staying at? He was staying at, oh my God. In D.C.? Yes, he was staying in D.C. So I can't remember a, the name of the hotel. He was... He was playing for the Wizards at the time. Was he... Did he have ownership? No, he didn't he have did. ownership. He did. Because he has ownership of Charlotte they, now. No, they gave him ownership as part of his playing deal. So he played for them, had some amount of ownership. I think he was also... Oh, he was the general manager also. Yeah. And couldn't get a permanent apartment, was just staying at a hotel in D.C. Yeah, permanently. Yeah, he didn't care. But get an apartment, Michael. What are you doing? Well, I can tell you this. His Haynes check that I delivered him, which was gone, which was coming monthly, was a million dollars. And I think that they ate the taxes. Yeah. I think they paid his taxes for them. Because who uh, else gets a million-dollar check? you got to buy a lot of underwear. Or I guess you don't withhold. Up. When you get a million-dollar one-time check, I guess it's on him to withhold. He's technically a contractor, not an employee. Next podcast, we'll bring an accountant on to discuss this further. Yes, that's a good idea. So we're, I think we're going to get some Twitter feedback on this metro area. I think that's a good topic. Yeah. Whose metro area has the best... Uh, sports right now. I, I still don't think it's Baltimore, D.C. It's probably probably Boston, unfortunately. No. Red Sox are, have been great for a while now. Pats but Washington, D.C. is catching up to Boston. Pats won the case. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Celtics are good. Bruins yeah. were fine. All and right, so let's give it to Boston. So we'll but we're Boston close number two. We might be number two. Uh, L.A., not so great. Chicago's not, Well, no. the Cubs won the World Series, so you have to factor in Chicago there. But... The Bears and... Um, the Bears? They bring it down the negative. They look, they look terrible. The White Sox are no good. Um, did we ever talk about that awful the Bull, draft The Bulls are okay. Oh, we never did. Should we Should we wait and bring on a Chicago guest to, I think to do so. that? I think we're going to bring next week. We will bring next on week, a Chicago... Next week we, we might have a few guests because you and I are not really going to talk hockey on this podcast. I mean, I've been watching a decent amount of hockey, but I can't really talk it. I just enjoy watching it. We might bring on a guest to talk about hockey, Rangers, Caps. See what those series are at by next week. Um, we might bring on a guest to talk about the the Bears and that awful quarterback trade they did after they just paid a ton of money for a quarterback. He, I mean, they could have traded down the second round for him. What a terrible trade! I I am so sad for them. That is so stupid. It's you you terrible. have a first round pick. At the number two spot. Number three. They traded three. up to number Sorry. two. You're right. Yes. Awful. They traded up to number two to pick him from North Carolina. And they probably could have traded down to the second round. They probably could have gotten two first rounders over the next two years for him. But they... They done. I don't know what they're doing. They done. So I think... Uh, so lastly... Yeah. I think this is going to get some Twitter responses also for from the community. Now, remind us what our Twitter handle is again. Listen Birdland. At, at listen. At listen. At sign. At sign. Listen Birdland. www.twitter.com slash slash listen Birdland. All right, people. What's your favorite Ravens bar in New York City? Because we, Jordan and I, as we mentioned, we both live in New York City. We watch the games, obviously, if we're not in person, which I usually go to every home game. But if we're not there, we will be watching them typically at a Ravens bar. Although last year I had to go watch one at a Jaguars bar in New York, Whoa. which sadly does exist and was quite crowded of very sad fans when we... Actually, there's a close game, but we, we did beat them at the end. Yeah, so my, my favorite, uh, I would say... So, sidebar, when you're 23 years old. Sidebar's fun. Sidebar was amazing. Do you, the music, it just blasts like crazy. So, sidebar is still going strong. Good crowd there, too. Shout out to the yeah. sidebar crowd. Now, you had your birthday there a few years ago. I did. And? And our friend showed up with his now wife and unborn child. Do you remember this? And everyone was speculating on whether she was pregnant. But that I do remember from my birthday. All I remember is that they, they lost to the Browns. And then that was the last yeah. time we've ever gone there. So that was the last little, time we ever... Sidebar, good time. A little yeah. overcrowded sometimes. So sidebar was great. Yeah. Uh, there used to be a bar called Bar Coastal in Murray Hill. Never went there. And uh, actually, I can tell you a funny story. Uh, when my wife and I were still dating, she showed up to meet me for the Ravens-Broncos playoff game. 
And um, I and she said she was going to meet me at like whatever the I don't remember what time the game was, but the equivalent of let's say the second quarter. So meanwhile, I had a couple guys there with me, and uh, they left in the fourth quarter when it was apparent that we were going to lose. So uh, she shows up after they had left. Right. She shows up at the bar. The, it's the fourth quarter, end of the fourth quarter. I'm holding on to my beer really tight. It's all Ravens fans. Uh, and I see her from across the room. Meanwhile, Joe Flacco takes the snap. And uh, Jacoby Jones takes off down the sideline. Uh, and Flacco throws up the miracle of my high. And uh, I was at, so absolutely shocked by that play that... I had this instinctive reflex that I threw my beer glass up in the air and it hit the ceiling. <laughs> it actually went through one of the ceiling tiles. Oh, no. Beer got all over all, all over people, and I just so happened to. Um, it was a bottle. Or yeah, glass? I just it was a glass, Ooh. and then the beer, the, the glass also shattered on the ground. So a bouncer came up to me after and uh, literally almost chased me out of the bar. I was so excited. So you weren't able to watch overtime. No, I watched. I so watched. You stayed for overtime. No, I told him it wasn't me that threw the glass. He believed me. But that well, was my wife's. So now that this bar is closed, you can tell the story. You are. The, you can tell the truth. I was the guy that you. threw the glass when Jacoby Jones caught the ball. That's at Listen Birdland Bar Coastal Bouncer. Bouncer. If, if you're, you're still st- listening to this, if, if you're still there, I'm just really sorry. Us. Go at us. Um, that's a great story. That place is closed. And you know where other places closed? Molly's. Molly's, the old Molly's. Molly's. Molly's, Molly's was a digi. Snug was, a was digi- the Ravens part. Was a Molly's hole. regular had all the rest of the games. Molly's Snug was this like private back room that was secret. You had Wait, to you find called it. it Snug? No, it was actually called Molly's Snug. snug. I it was, never, it was I always snug. went back there, but I never knew it was called Snug. Yeah, it was the Snug. Closed. Oh. So now we're, I think we're lacking for good Ravens bars in the city. There's one because other one. Really There's one on the there. west side. Mustang something. Mustang Sally's. Harry's. Mustang Harry's. I haven't Harry's. been there. Oh, I have been there. It's okay there. It's good. What's with the Harry? Like the was Harry the meant Sally's? Harry, I think. Who owns it? I don't know. And he's, uh, he drives a Mustang. I guess so. Let's, uh, New York Ravens fans, if you're out there, which you are, because I see you all the time, and if you're listening to this, which you aren't probably, but you should listen to this. Tweet us. Let's let's go meet up for some Ravens Send us games. on the Twitter. We'll watch. I'd love to watch the Orioles. And also, let's go when they play the Yankees. Let's get a good group. We're gonna get a good group of New York fans together through the the magic of this podcast. I like magic. With that, anything else you want to talk about? I think we're good. Uh, should we play the song? Let's play the song. Birdland out. Birdland out. <laughs>